I am here with Janice Weiss. Janice is the Senior Manager of Strengths-Based Initiatives at Mayerson Academy. She is also a bold faculty member. Janice, thanks for being with us today. Tell us a little bit about you. About me. Thank you for having me, first of all. It's, it's really a pleasure. And it's been a great privilege to work with Bold and um, the you guys and all the people that you bring on board um, to inspire to become board leaders. Um, me, uh, so I've been on a path for many, many years, my career path, I guess. And uh, um, so right now working at Mayerson is, is probably one of the most joyful positions I've had, I, both because it is focused on helping others and, and inspiring folks to lean into their strengths and really has allowed me to actualize my own strengths of creativity, and just in fairness um, and, and being able to give back. So I, I really love it. My background <laughs> for 30 years, everything from starting with a law degree and uh, becoming an entrepreneur and ending up in marketing and then 10 years um, at, at Macy's in Macy's corporate doing um, engagement work. Um, that all in a winding way led me to the Marison Academy. Um, and I live, uh, you know, in, so I'm a transplant to Cincinnati from the East Coast, but I am a Cincinnati lover deep down 20 years here. I wouldn't live anyplace else. And um, I brought my family and with uh, my husband and my two now very grown kids. Um, and during COVID, I have one of my uh, millennials who moved back in with us temporarily and it's been wonderful. And my other one is on the East Coast, I mean, West Coast, West Coast. And uh, it's been hard because we don't get to see her nearly enough. Um, but we have two dogs and we just love, uh, love, you know, the, the world we're in where we get to find new ways to navigate, uh, what's going on really. Is it everyone in, uh, in your household, Jadis, have you all done a team character strengths chart during COVID? <laughs> How do you say that? Um, yeah, I, my kids, I, I've made them do it and it is interesting. Uh, it's, it, it, we have not charted our team yet, um, to see where, and it's hard because you know they're sort of in some ways blueprint of blueprints of me and my husband. Um, but um, I certainly see how my husband and I work together, um, you know, and how we mesh and how we complement each other's strengths. And uh, uh, so, and and I would love to chart my dogs because they really rule the roost, and <laughs> and they uh, they definitely have perseverance. I would say when it comes especially to treats. Okay. Um, <laughs> We could all we could all learn something from from our dogs. The I I had a chance to talk with Philip, uh, who you work with, and he was telling us some about character strengths and really going into some detail about what you all present at the Bold program. And I just wonder, Janice, as as senior manager of strengths based initiatives, could you talk about some of the initiatives that you're you're doing outside of your own home? Sure. Um, well, as I said, you know, in the Institute, we get to work with cohorts of different nonprofits. Um, and then often we also, we also do deep dive. So we try to transform their cultures. We help them, guide them and provide tools for them, which I can get into a little bit of how to help them turn, put a strengths-based lens into how they engage with their employees um, and, um, and with each other. And in addition, and when it's always the biggest thrill, I think also is when we take it one step further and we were able to really 
um, integrate strengths into programming. So for instance, I work closely, do a lot of work with Cincinnati Union Bethel and off the streets. And to know that the strengths work is transforming, yes, their culture, but also these amazing women who are struggling with the worst times in their life, who maybe have never thought of themselves in a positive light, never heard anyone say a nice thing about them. And we are now right in the process of incorporating um, the VIA survey into their intake um, phases so that they will then, you know, within the first few weeks of Joining Off the Streets is a live-in center for um, women who are struggling with um, uh, it, it caught up in sex trafficking and often on drugs. And so it's a rehab kind of space as well, but really amazing women who are willing to make the change. And so for the first time, they learn that they are 24 strengths incarnate and they learn to look at their past struggles, whatever survival story they come in with, they get to understand how they use their strength. I mean, to me, they're stronger than anyone I know who've had cushy, pushy, you know, mushy kind of privileged lives and never had to really see the grit or use the grit that they did to survive the streets or wherever they came from. And so when you can give them that sense of self that says, no, really, I was incredibly um, brave. I was incredibly, um, honest, you know, and um, um, to, to get where I am, it changes everything in a moment, really it gets them to look at themselves differently. So we do a lot of work like that. Um, for um, organizations, we have different tools, and it really is ties back to a lot of my work in HR that I did at Macy's, where um, everything we could have done in HR at Macy's, whether it's a um, an engagement survey kind of thing, an assessment, or learning and development or DEI work or um, uh, performance management, we now have tools or are in the process of developing tools to do that through a strengths-based lens. So it makes, it takes something that could be um, punitive and it's like performance review and turns it into no future planning instead and acknowledging that, um, you know, just because some, you're struggling with something it might be that that isn't your thing, or so you need to lean into another, or maybe doing it, you're not doing it in a way that is taking advantage of your strengths. So we get to just like pivot somebody's mindset just enough so that they can be energized by their work. And um, and as I said, so we have we have something called the Strengths Compass, which is a tool we use. Um, it's uh, I, it's a it. It's kind of the first part of it is to take a snapshot of you where you currently are in terms of how your strengths show up for you and what your wish list would be, where you'd like to see yourself in five years and and reveals some things about your passion and how you why you wake up in the morning, you know, what gets you out of bed in the morning, all of that through like, okay, here I am, this amazing quilt of 24 strengths in my unique constellation. And um so we, we have, that's a tool, it's actually in PowerPoint, but it's a very interactive PowerPoint um, tool that we share with our members of our, non, you know, our cohorts of our institute, um, different things like that. I just listening to your story, Janice, today and being somewhat familiar with it from law school to being an entrepreneur to your time at Macy's and your passion for social justice, it seems like you are in a space now where you're able to pull from, you're able to pull from all your experiences and your passions. And 
I mean, gosh, a story about working with Cincinnati Union Bethel. I wonder, I almost think about a world where they weren't using that as a part of their off the streets program. Could you speak at all to what, I mean, what the impact is there? Well, you know, for there, for anyone, I think, and a lot of the work that we do on the other side, so we have part of our work is with um, nonprofits and the other side of the house is with schools and students. And it's, it's more traditional um, SEL or social emotional learning work. All of that, whether we do it with schools or whether we do it with nonprofits in this space that we're in now more than ever, where well-being and psychological safety is um, really at risk because of everything that's going on in the world, not to mention layered onto just like being human is not easy. <laughs> it looks mm -hmm. a lot easier than it is, no matter what <laughs> the story is. It's sure. You know? So we, um, we give people that's, I think it's like a cleansing. It's like a sigh. It allows people to exhale and you know, just really move out of the, that voice in the head that's talking negative about ourselves or about the world all the time. And look, we have to do it. I'm constantly needing to pull on the things I'm teaching and learning myself, or mm -hmm. I have to live it too, because there are so many sort of shadows in our world that are working to bring us down. And so this is a way to find light in each other and in ourselves and to then be inspired to keep creating or keep manifesting whatever makes us unique and whatever makes us strong and doing it, do it with grace. So yeah, for the neediest among us, for somebody who's desperately um, feel lacking confidence, whether it's, you know, somebody who's on the street, literally in survival mode, homeless, or whether it's somebody, a 13 year old struggling with acceptance and, and, and you know, fitting in, in a school environment, if we can give them a level of confidence and a level of well-being and, and psychological safety, that is so easy to um, turn up at any time. You know, it's always there for you. It's not like you, it's nothing really fancy. It's nothing technical. It's not even an app. I mean, it really is just remembering mm -hmm. um, your top five signature strengths, for instance, that will um, maybe brighten your day. And sometimes what I do, like there's all kinds of things, ways you can use it. So we have all 24 strengths. You take a survey and you understand how they show up for you. And some people like, because, because of our negativity bias, it's easy to say, okay, let me look at 23 and 24 right. and I feel bad about myself because those are my lower strengths. But what I find is on a bad day, I might say, yeah, but let me go start reverse counting and let me go to number 24, which for me is perseverance. And let me remember, recall in my life all the times that even my, what would be called my least strongest strength, right, showed up for me. I mean, look at all those things I did. I might not give myself a persevering because what comes to mm -hmm. mind is all the little failures I've had along the way or the time that I quit a team. I go back, mm -hmm. I quit Girl Scouts when I was um, eight years old. Uh -huh. My mother was the Girl Scout leader. Don't tell her. It was horrible. I you quit know, the I Boy Scouts, Jess. <laughs> yeah. And do you feel guilty about that still to this day like I do? I don't know. <laughs> not so much. But, but, you know, but if you remember, um, don't let that define you. You let the successes. So I go back to perseverance and I remember, oh my God, how did I get through law school? I remember hating it or being sure. scared to death or being, but I got through it, you know? So 
then all of a sudden you realize, and you can do that with every one of your strains. Find a time, even for number 18, humor. I use it all the time. I just used it. You know, it doesn't show up. It's not the thing that um, comes most naturally to me, but when I need it, I can call on it. And mm -hmm. so it really does help you feel better and help you find new ways to struggle with um, or to overcome new challenges. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about one of the activities that we do with you and Philip during Bold and we it's at the very beginning of your training and you have you have folks reflect on two two things um you know i want to say one is like a negative experience that they had had recently and then on the zoom we have them you have them reflect on something that they're grateful for i i may be i may be messing this up just a little bit but i I have a vision in my mind of the chat just exploding. And it's amazing to see just the response in the training when folks just decide to make that simple switch in their perspective. Yeah, I, I love that exercise. It's, it's a looking back at the last, I think we say 48 hours. And mm -hmm. first you, do, you write your list of your to-do list. Right. for the last all the things that would have been on your to-do list and you start going through it and it's kind of heady and sometimes you feel a little bit accomplished and all but often you feel stressed and overwhelmed and like scared and those are the words that come up 48 hours now you look back at the last 48 hours same 48 hours and you have to write down what you are grateful for from those 48 hours and literally your body and you you, you feel the energetic shift because same period of time that I gave you all that stress. Now you're looking back and it makes you feel good. I mean, you just feel um, empowered and ha happy and, um, and, you know, cause that is what gratitude does. It just it feeds energy and it's, and, and it is like the salve for everything when things are dark, but you realize that that's how quickly you can make that change. And so if you could, you know, train yourself to, it's not all, um, we always say not all unicorns and rainbows by any means. It is still, it's just coping mechanisms for when you're struggling to try not to go so dark and deep and to try to find, you know, scratch your way out with, you know, find the light. And, um, and then it's accessible to anyone and everyone at any moment. Yeah, that's what we talked about with Philip. It's almost unbelievable that it's a free tool. Yeah. And the way, the way that we're using Thanks to, to you, Janice, really for helping us to develop and uh, developing a tool to get bold participants to think about their purpose and their passion through their character strengths. That's actually a tool that Janice through bold helped help to really bring to life. And the tool has participants think about uh, stories, um, yeah. stories of when they were at their best and look for the character strengths that come out in these stories and and we're having them we're having participants through bold use this tool to think about and really identify the boards in which they want to or the causes in which they want to serve after going through bold and janice uh, feel free to share anything about that tool i um the second part of that i'd like you to comment on is just the field of positive psychology i know you are passionate about, you've talked about how in this conversation it's made an impact on your life, thinking about how you're using strengths in the workplace now. Um, you know, for the, for the folks listening that maybe aren't 
as familiar as you are with the field, you know, is this, why is this all just coming to light? It seems now, uh, why is there so, so somewhat of this explosion, it seems of positive psychology? Yeah, well, actually it's, it's, it's probably the last, it really is the last um, 20 years. And there's been different sort of variations or precursors to what really became the, um, the discipline of positive psychology. People talk about um, Dr. Martin Seligman as the father of positive psychology. And, uh, okay, so this is just a weird story. For me, it was weird. Um, and he, so he's a renowned psych, uh, professor psychologist at the University of Pennsylvania. And weirdly so, that's where I went in undergrad. And so that would have been 40 years ago. He was my professor. Or I think he, I can barely remember. I remember taking Psych 101. He was there. Everybody wanted him. He was even kind of famous back then. And been ahead all this time. I had no idea that he had worked with um, Neil Mayerson, another psychologist, 20 years ago here in Cincinnati to develop the VIA survey and to really figure out how to take positive psychology and to turn it into a tool that could be accessible to millions of people around the world. I had no idea That's that there amazing. was a linkage between my alma mater and here in Cincinnati. And even when I was doing engagement work at Macy's, I wasn't aware of it. So to come upon this and then um, under and see the trajectory of the develops of Marty Seligman really 20 years ago started talking about um, the idea that all, a lot of what had been gone, gone on in psychology before, which was just trying to break old patterns, it wasn't working. And how do you, you know, make people take, stop people from feeling like they're stuck in their, um, you know, their, uh, just the stigma of whatever they have, uh, think that they have and turn it into, you know, positive paths out. And so the collaboration with Neil Marison was, was a wonderful thing that really Cincinnati itself should feel very proud of. Um, the VIA um, Institute is headquartered here in the Scripps building. And um, that sur the survey that we use as a, we're a, a sort of an adjunct partner with them, um, just, you know, affiliated obviously with Neil Mayerson as well as he's also the chairman of our board. Um, but that survey, which is free to everyone, it's been taken, I think, now by 11 million people worldwide, you know, out of Cincinnati. It's a really cool thing. So why it's exploding now, it's just, you know, more and more people are conscious. Um, there have been all things going on in the last decade of different books and different ways of applying it. But I think in its most basic way, it is um, just um, an alternative way to look at the world. And when the world gets especially dark, we look, we need well-being, I think, has taken a lot more prominence and during COVID, certain certainly being this, you know, you sort of your your authentic, authentic, vulnerable self. Um, like there's more space and place for that. There's more acceptance of that in corporations. We all get to see each, each into each other's you know, basically bathrooms. You know, if we are in each other's homes, we have a higher tolerance, much higher tolerance for um, imperfections, right? for, you know, sort of seeing behind, I, I think almost any, any lesson in life is, um, I always say is in the Wizard of Oz. So if you look behind the curtain, you know, there's the wizard and you see who's pulling, yes. you know, we're not all perfect. We all are struggling in our own way. And COVID has given us that, that view in and, um, and that's very helpful. And that is really part of what positive psychology is, is being your true authentic self. And especially as a leader, we talk to your folks, you know, in bold about finding mm -hmm. their authentic 
leadership style on whatever board they're on, um, they really need to be able to manifest and bring to it what they've been, they've joined that board because of something that they bring to that table, literally, and they need to lean into that, even if it's uncomfortable sometimes, um, you know, even if that is what's, they're going to be at their best when they're leaning into their strengths and whether the board acknowledges it up front or learns it along the way, they, the board will prosper and um, be its best when it allows people to do so, to bring their strengths. Yes, last, last comment question for today. The, there's a book that I became aware of. I, I know you'd, you'd be interested in this. It's called Compassionomics. Mm. And there's a man who was a healthcare researcher and he, his son had asked him a question. And the question was, what is, what is the most noble work out there? Mm. Or what are you, you know, what are you going to dedicate your life to? That was the title of his son's essay for school. Yeah. And this caused him to think about, okay, well, what do I, what do I really want to do? And he started doing research around compassion in healthcare and compassion in the workplace. And what ultimately what he found in in hard data was that by dedicating our lives to serving others or by serving others and putting them first in our lives, we will, we will live lives of greater meaning. And, you know, just in the lens of, of what we're talking about today through, through character strengths, you know, you had mentioned, um, you know, we had mentioned gratitude earlier in the exercise mm -hmm. that we do at the bold class. Just on the, on the thought of serving others on the thought of, you know, deciding to go through the bold program or deciding to join a board. Um, any, any thoughts from you today on just service and giving to the community? Um, it's, uh, it is, it is um, the most direct path to happiness. It just is. And yet it seems so obscure. It certainly you know, I'm not saying by saying that if um, capitalism, the way we know it has to evolve significantly. Um, I understand human nature's need to compete. It's just competing for that, that little bit of more. I, I want to have more than you, more than the next. It's unattainable and it doesn't have true value. If we instead could learn how to compete with each other, to give back the most, like the most celebrated person in the world would be the, and they kind of are sometimes, but versus some of the other <laughs> leaders we celebrate. But if it really were that we valued the, the empathy, the giving, the, um, and that we celebrated that and that it was sort of a competition to see who could give more in the most authentic and real way and not a, you know, not a, you, you couldn't cheat at doing it. You had to really do it the hard way. Um, I think everybody would be a lot more um, satisfied and, uh, and could rest easy and you could achieve that because you achieve a sense of value and worth when you do help someone else and when somebody truly thanks you or appreciates what you've been able to do to reach out a hand and, and pull them up and help them out and and, and make us, you know, when you make a personal, it seems like a sacrifice, but it often really turns out to be just um, a gift they're giving back to you. Um, so um, so I, I'd love to read that book. That sounds fascinating. And I think there is a real revelation and movement towards that because we either are going to mm -hmm. end up, you know, um, imploding and through the, 
the distrust and and um, fear and anger for each other, or are we going to come together and connect and realize that we really are just one and the same and humble ourselves to believe that all we can do is connect and help and guide and do it through service and you know, opportunities every day to, to find a way to do it. So. Well, I know that I know that we both are are very much hoping and working for the latter, the latter of, yeah. those, of those two. And, you know, I, I had a chance, Janice, to just go over your bio again on Marison's website. And I love the quote from Dr. Neil Marison, helping to tip humanity towards its better nature. Um, so that quote directly from yeah. the, one yeah. of the, the, the man who's responsible for all this trouble here in Cincinnati around character yeah. strengths and positive psychology. I, I just want to thank you, Janice. Uh, thank you for, for joining us today. And, you know, for those listening who are considering applying to the BOLD program, our application process will be open through January 29th. And I would strongly encourage you to apply because you'll get to spend more time with Janice and Marisette Academy.